Dr. Nikwanda Setole works in an intensive care unit in Cape Town, South Africa. She has a lot of hard days, and these days are especially hard. Wow, Um, it's been quite terrifying being in ICU and also being at Tiger Beck Hospital, which is the center of the coronavirus. We have, you know, a few ICU patients that are currently admitted in the unit with severe respiratory compromise. I mean, as a nation, we are hoping and, and, and praying that you know, that we get a solution or, or, or maybe a vaccination or something. That's what everyone is praying for. I'm Malika Bilhal, and this is The Take. That is what everyone is hoping and praying for around the world. A solution or a vaccine or something to save us all from COVID-19. As the world battles to control the spread of COVID-19, scientists are in a desperate race to find a cure. Are its distinctive spikes the key to a vaccine for the coronavirus? A joint project by the federal government and Johnson & Johnson is betting a billion dollars it is. A vaccine for coronavirus? Right now, it is our great hope. Everyone's rushing for the cure or something like a cure. Even U.S. President Donald Trump. Nothing will stand in our way as we pursue any avenue to find what best works against this horrible virus. Now, a drug called chloroquine, and some people would add to it hydroxy, hydroxychloroquine. That's Trump at one of his press updates, hyping up hydroxychloroquine as the potential remedy for COVID-19. In Brazil, researchers recently stopped a COVID trial involving chloroquine after patients on high doses started demonstrating irregular heartbeats, a life-threatening condition. So this whole thing is tricky, right? People can get hurt if we don't take our time with trials and research. But we are all in a rush, including Dr. Gonzalo Atazo, who is assistant professor at the New York Institute of Technology, College of Osteopathic Medicine. And I've been there since 2017. Can you tell me about your research? So me and many people were intrigued by the fact that the number of deaths that have occurred in Japan seem to be low compared to other countries like Italy. So I wonder, and also many people in the world wonder what could be the difference. While scientists around the world are trying to find a vaccine for COVID-19, Dr. Otazu is doing something slightly different. He's looking at a vaccine that already exists and trying to find out if it could help against COVID-19. He started with this basic but surprising fact. Japan has seen fewer than 200 COVID-19 deaths, while Italy's seen more than 20,000, with half the population of Japan. There are many differences between those countries, but one that was in my mind was that Japan has a mandatory BCG vaccination policy. BCG is a vaccine that has been developed to prevent tuberculosis. He's talking about the BCG vaccine for tuberculosis, 
which happens to be the deadliest infectious disease in the world. If you've never heard of this vaccine, you may be from the U.S., Canada, or one of the European countries that no longer makes it mandatory. But every Japanese person born in Japan is required to have a jab or a shot or an inoculation. Whatever you call it, they've been on the receiving end of a needle containing this bacteria, Bacillus calmet Gaidan, or BCG. However, there are countries that stop using the BCG vaccination, and there are countries that never implemented a universal BCG vaccination policy. Italy never implemented a universal BCG vaccination policy, so we decided to merge two databases, one with the number of cases and number of deaths of COVID-19, and compare it to the policies for BCG vaccination per country. And then when we do the analysis, it immediately jumped out that the countries that never implemented a universal BCG vaccination policy were being hit very hard. So what he was seeing was countries like Japan, where everybody gets this vaccine, have fewer deaths from COVID-19 than countries like Italy without a universal BCG vaccine. What my data tells us is there is a possibility that BCG vaccination turn out to be protective against COVID-19. If that's true, that the BCG vaccination can protect against COVID-19 and help people stay alive, that sounds pretty great. If it's true. But there are other factors that we are not aware of that, that might actually be causing this. Dr. Otazu is a neuroscientist, and up until very recently, he was running experiments with mice. For example, how does the mouse found its target, let's say some cheese, in a crowded environment? Mice, cheese, mazes, science stuff. Then COVID-19 happened, and his priorities changed. People are dying. Countries have grinded to a halt. So it's, 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 it's very important. He wanted to do something. And on March 20th, he shifted his attention to the coronavirus. I noticed this correlation or this couple of data points. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, we collected the data and we wrote the paper in one day and put it into the MedArchive. And if this sounds quick, it's because it is. Really quick. This isn't a normal scientific paper. It's called a preprint. The idea of the preprint is, is, is a good one in which you present work to the community and then you get feedback. And that feedback allows you to present a, a better manuscript that we have now submitted for peer review. He knows there is a ways to go. A few hundred miles from Dr. Otazu in Montreal, Canada, Dr. Madhupai had had his eye on BCG for a few decades already. So BCG is a very uh, interesting, old and mysterious vaccine. It seems to work not just for TB, but for other things. And there is some basic science that documents this and supports what we call non-specific effects of BCG. There have been studies reporting lower risk of respiratory tract infection in children. It's been used for early-stage bladder cancer. Dr. Pai directs the Tuberculosis Center at McGill University in Montreal. 
by way of India. As a doctor training growing up in India, I saw a lot of patients with TB. I managed them myself. And so I understood uh, the importance of that disease. India has more cases of tuberculosis than any country in the world. And Dr. Pai still does work there. He sometimes visits family there too. I think they're sa- they are okay and safe right now. But the bigger crisis is obviously those who are desperately poor and how long they can withstand these lockdowns because they're not able to uh, just simply manage. 1.3 billion people are living in lockdown conditions. And that's just one of the effects of COVID-19 that worries him. Especially nervous about what is happening to my own area of work, my passion, which is tuberculosis care. And this tuberculosis vaccine, BCG. Even TV scientists like me, we fight over what it is and what it does and what it could do. By no means is the knowledge around this is settled, which is uh, very strange for a vaccine that is 100 years old. It came out of the Pasteur Institute in, uh, in France. The Pasteur Institute, as in Louis Pasteur, the French biologist who invented the modern-day vaccination. Calmet and Guéran were the scientists who invented BCG. BCG. Bacillus Calmet Guéran. Makes sense. The bacteria came from a cow, initially. They processed it, making it safe to inject in humans. And now it wards off TB. We give it today as an intradermal uh, injection. And uh, many countries, poor countries, still give BCG at birth. So when I was born in India years ago, that is the first jab I got. And I still have a scar on my shoulder to show that. But it's a tricky vaccine because there are many different strains of the vaccine that are given. So at some level, it isn't a vaccine, but it's a cluster of vaccines. And two, the the efficacy of the vaccine is dramatically different in multiple countries. Why do we still give it? That's because it protects young children from some nasty uh, forms of TB, such as TB meningitis, where the brain uh, is inflamed. It's very, very dangerous. It's lethal. Untreated, it's 100% fatal. So you made something called the BCG World Atlas. What is that and and what is it for? Yeah, about a decade ago, a doctoral student of mine, Alice Zwirling, and I, we, we thought BCG is used so differently in different countries, right? For example, India gives the vaccine at birth, which is what I got and never afterwards. Other countries will give you a vaccine at birth, then will again give you another booster shot when you are, say, entering middle school, right? So United Kingdom, for example, used to do that. In countries like Japan, they would keep on giving BCG again and again and again over a long period of time. So we felt that our field of TB would benefit from a database where we collect from all countries Are they giving the vaccine? Which strain are they giving? Variations in practice. So we called it in the BCG World Atlas. Then we put it out on a free website. Is it perfect? No. Is it 100% accurate? No, because we rely on whatever information countries supply us. And some countries never responded to our questionnaire. But for whatever it's worth, it's the only such database that's available. 
And it turns out that it was used extensively now with this COVID epidemic for people who wanted to do quick and dirty studies on comparing BCG policies with the COVID numbers. Talk to me about what worries you the most about some of this new research that's hypothesizing that there could be correlation or there is correlation between the BCG vaccine and COVID-19. So firstly, I'm an academic, I'm a researcher, so I have no anxiety about anybody doing research. So I'm pretty happy that people looked at it. What I don't like is making strong conclusions on the basis of these weak designs. And I certainly do not like the media to accept these claims uncritically. So when the first study was done, India barely had any cases at that time. Now the case numbers in India have climbed 40 times. So if the goal is to see a signal that is worthy of future research, I am absolutely happy. But I don't want media to go bonkers on this. Dr. Pai says there are real practical concerns here. Some people have heard the hype. I have had people asking me where they can get a BCG shot. And they want the shot. They probably think that because I have the BCG Atlas, I have a stock in my refrigerator. (laughs) I can start a vaccination clinic in my house. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. What have you told some of them? I politely told them that they shouldn't be taking a vaccine, that they should wait for better evidence to come by. People are already taking chloroquine even without any sign of COVID. And some of them actually died because of uh, toxicity, because of chloroquine. BCG has proven safe, but there is another worry. The worry that people might rely on BCG to keep them safe from COVID-19. I don't want countries to claim that, oh my God, our people are all BCG vaccinated, so that we're gonna be fine with COVID, and not do all the normal public health interventions that every country should be doing right now. Testing for COVID, isolation for of people, you know, self-isolation, physical distancing. And to be fair, Dr. Gonzalo Otazu, who did the initial study, has these same concerns too. I don't think there is any country in the world that has managed to control this epidemic just by the fact that the population has had the BCG vaccination. And also, there are people that have the vaccination and have died of COVID-19. But I think it's very important to follow the recommendations for social distancing and quarantine. And Dr. Otazo even has some additional concerns if this vaccine does prove successful. If, it's a big if here, it does help against COVID-19. I'm worried. I mean, will there be enough BCG vaccination vaccines for, for people? I do worry about the supply. Countries like India and South Africa still need this vaccine to prevent severe cases of TB in children, keeping them alive. The World Health Organization just recommended against BCG for COVID-19, concerned that a, quote, diversion of local supplies, unquote, could lead to infants not getting their vaccinations in the countries with these requirements. Dr. Otazu admits his study was done in just a few days. But this research is not finished. Clinical trials with humans need to be done. To see if indeed the people that had the BCG vaccination are actually getting lower rates of COVID-19. 
So that, that's the type of studies that I would like to see. And those trials are now being done in the Netherlands, Australia, the United States, and South Africa. And in South Africa, the spread of COVID-19 is just starting to pick up. People are brought it in. That's already being flattened. But in the townships out there, it's only just starting. The fear is poor living conditions in the townships could prove disastrous. Professor Andreas Diakon is running the South African study. He also runs a clinical research organization called TASC that works on tuberculosis in Cape Town. He'd had his eye on the benefits of BCG for a while. One of my mentors is a, is a great pediatrician who's got a lot of experience with this. And he was always telling me, listen, Andreas, there's something in this BCG story. There's something in this BCG story. This idea was already running through his mind. And then he read Dr. Otazu's initial study. And I read this paper from someone that I totally didn't know from a completely different place on the planet. I thought, wow, this is really interesting. They think the same thing. You know, they, it, just, it just became too interesting to not look at this. So we wrote the protocol within five days. But I must admit that I got a copy from the Dutch. There's a Dutch group that does the same in their healthcare workers who have never been vaccinated. Ours have been vaccinated. So that was, again, an interesting thing because it's a different angle. South Africa has infants vaccinated. So Professor Diakon's trial involves giving health workers an additional dose of BCG. He's testing re-vaccination. If you want to be a little bit more popular, you can say booster, booster vaccination. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of interest in this. So the ethics committees fast-track it. The, the head of the hospital signed the form within two days, giving us access to his hospital and allowing us to approach his healthcare workers if they want to be subjects. So this is an unprecedented increase of speed, like two orders of magnitude faster, because everybody is wants us to taste this because it's, it's really a good thing. You know, you can't do it without evidence. At this point, they are even funding it themselves. My CFO is making a budget right now. But, you know, if, if you look at the real cost, it's going to be the people. And I hope that they, they will feel happy to contribute something, do something. We, we will do this um, and see if, if it makes a difference. We asked Professor Diakon about the concern that for places like South Africa, the BCG vaccine could run out. If suddenly the first world, so to speak, wants to buy all the BCG vaccines in the world, yeah, that, that will be interesting. He seemed concerned, but he also seemed to think it would probably work out. Dr. Nikwanda Setole is hoping it does. She's ready to feel safe. Again, we are still having new cases and the graph is still rising. Dr. Sitole is in the COVID section of a hospital in Cape Town. You heard her at the beginning of this episode. It's hard there and it's getting harder all the time. You would see someone's face as they are dressing up to go in. It's quite a saddening time that we are facing at the moment. Dr. Sitole has been chosen to be part of Professor Diakon's study, though she hasn't received her BCG booster yet. In the meantime, she puts her protective equipment on before she goes to work and does what she can. 
we are the ones that intubate them when they initially come in. To intubate means inserting an endotracheal tube, an ET tube, through the patient's mouth into their airway to help them breathe. Her contact with the patients is close, very close. And every now and then we find ourselves suctioning the itchy tube, dislodge secretions, or maybe to collect specimens. And to tell you the truth, it is quite scary. I can't even begin to put it in words how difficult the situation is. She's thinking about the patients, but she's thinking about her own survival too. We've seen how many healthcare workers in other areas have conducted the virus while trying to help patients. Dr. Sitole knows the BCG vaccine hasn't been thoroughly tested for COVID. She knows there is more vetting to be done, but she's willing to believe in it because she wants to stay alive. We as healthcare workers, being the front line for COVID patients, we are at the highest risk of conducting the virus. So this trial, I think, at this point, is the only hope to help reduce that risk. And there's also one other thing she still does. I always say a small prayer. God, my kids are still very young. I am a sole breadwinner at home. I am really just trusting you that you're going to protect us, you know, as we help your people. Every one of us in the whole world, we have to help. If, if we put fears forward, then, you know, who is going to do this job? At the end of the day, you know, there's really nothing much we can do. We just have to trust God. And that's The Take. Amy Walters produced this episode with the help of Dina Kispe, Priyanka Tilbe, Nay Alvarez, Alexandra Locke, and me, Malika Bilal. Our engagement producer is Natalia Aldana. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Stacey Samuel is our executive producer. And Graylin Brashear is our head of audio. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AJTheTake. And if you like the show, please rate us and review us. Tell your friends and subscribe. One of the things that turned us on to this story was a doctor in a previous episode who told us about a 71-year-old bladder cancer patient that survived in Iran. If you haven't heard that episode, Did Iran Flatten the COVID-19 Curve? Check it out. There's a lot of good stuff in the back catalog. And if you want to do some research using Dr. Pai's BCG World Atlas yourself, you can find it at bcgworldatlas.org. Next show? We head back to China. Talk to you then.